Welcome to the Carolyn Shuttlesworth Podcast, where we'll dive deep into the Word of God, build strong faith, and finish the devil. Here's your host, author, speaker, and nonstop mom, Carolyn Shuttlesworth. All right, awesome. So we're going to get into this today. Uh, just felt like doing more mom editions this week. Uh, I kind of do them throughout the year. I'll do mom editions uh, geared towards uh just things regarding our children, uh, our parenting, and I'll do uh, wife additions in regards to what the Bible says. So if you've missed any of those, they are all up on my podcast. You can check out my podcast uh, on Spotify. You can check it out on Apple. All you have to do is search my name, Carolyn Shuttlesworth, and any broadcast I've ever done live, we also put up on podcasts so you can get the audio. Uh, If you wanna watch the video part, we have everything up uh, with a title and you'll see it on there, my face and the title um, on YouTube, but you just go to my husband's YouTube, Ted Shuttlesworth Jr. And then you can find all of my broadcasts on there. We have everything for the ministry um, under his name. So uh, just uh, check it out. I've done wife editions uh, throughout this year. I've done other mom editions. So if you miss any of them and they're topics that you feel like Um, you really want to get in on uh, what the Word of God says about different things and honor and putting your husband first and uh, you know about your kids and raising them I've got different topics on there for you so let's get into it today we're gonna be talking about how to guard our children how to guard our children because this is especially in these last days incredibly um, vital to the life of our children, to the life of our children. And you know, we're all, we're, we're good parents. We love our children. We want the best for our children. Sometimes though, we can get caught up in, uh, the busyness of life. Uh, we can get caught up, um, in, uh, you know, uh, different places they are. We, they can, we can get caught up in, uh, you know, what the society and the world has to say, you know, we don't even like mean to, to listen to them. It's just, you know, face it, sometimes we get tired as parents, right? And when we get tired, we let our guard down. That happens with anything, you know, that's why I, I've done podcasts and I've gone through the Bible talking about rest. It's like, we're no good as a wife or no good as a parent. We're no good as an employee if we don't have rest and we're tired. Our guard will always be let down. We won't be strong in our faith. We won't want to do anything extra. Um, and so it all leaks into every area of life when we when we get into that. So we're gonna be talking about how to guard our kids today. I'm gonna go through three things. And um, hey, Everybody at the Lucan's house, I love you too. <laughs> Miss Tammy and Pawpaw. Um, and so I just wanted to go through this with you because, you know, a lot of people will say, I don't want to have kids nowadays the way the world's going. Uh, I don't want to do this. But you know what? We're responsible for our children and we ask for them. God's going to provide them. And then we have the responsibility where it is on us. It's not on the church. It's not on youth pastors and pastors and leadership in the church. It's not on our grandparents that have them. It's not on our school teachers that have them. It's not on um, anyone else to raise our children and raise them right and raise them in the things of God other than uh, us. We are what happens to them when they turn out. 
And so that's why we work so hard. That's why the Bible says if you train them now, then what we're instilling in them, what we're teaching them, what we're showing them in our own walk with the Lord and by our own faith and by our walks of love and generosity is, is also teaching them and morphing them into what they're you know, going to be as they get older. So Philippians 4, 6 through 7, I'm starting with this. It says, don't worry, because the reason I'm starting with this verse is we're going to get into our hearts for a little bit before I get into the three things. Because everything um, out of our life comes from our heart. So guarding our heart is so important. Guarding our own heart and then being responsible to guard our children's hearts. Uh, And so Philippians 4, 6 through 7 says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he's done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. So if you ever feel a concern to have kids right now, if you ever feel like, I don't know if that's um, the direction I want to go because of the world, you don't ever have to feel that way because we're not letting anybody else raise our kids, right? We're walking and operating in authority that God's given to us. And so we're not going to have kids and then throw them out to the wolves. That would be bad parents. We're not going to do that. And so we're going we're gonna to guard our hearts and minds. We're not going to live in fear. We're not going to be concerned what's going to happen to our kids. This generation's not going to have what the last generation have. This generation's going to be without. No, we're, they're going to be without if they're taught to be without. They're going to be without if they don't understand uh, the principles of the word of God. They'll be without, but it won't be anything because of the world's doing because we have authority they're under our care and they're under us as the instruction of the heavenly father and so guarding our children the first one i just talked about in the verse is so important is we're going to guard their heart we're going to guard their heart proverbs 4 23 guard your heart above all else for it determines the course of your life. It determines the course of your life. Think for a second. Hey, Liz, how are you? I love you. Think for a second how incredible that Bible verse is. Guard your heart for it determines the course of your life. Your heart is like the the steering wheel to where you end up. It can, you can make really bad decisions, emotional decisions based on a broken heart, based on tragedy based on soul ties you can you can take a bad course in life but we can help our children we can teach them at a young age listen i i put it this way in my notes is um we're the gatekeeper we're like the gatekeeper to their heart you know while they're under our care while they're under our authority yes they get to a certain age where then they do go out away from us but to keep them is this is our time to impart into their life, to impart, to guard their heart, to be the gatekeeper, to protect. You know, the, the world will makes fun in the shelter, the world, we're gonna shelter. You, you, don't, you homeschool your kids, Carolyn, you sheltering them? Uh, no, we talk about things. They actually read their Bible, so they do come across things. They hear their father preach about things on this world, and so then I will, I will talk to them about it. It's not that my kids are sheltered, but it, it's, it's 
it, it is my covering, you know, Christ is ahead of our home, Ted, me, and then it's our covering that's going to protect them. And so I will guard their heart because I want to keep them. You, if your kids are out in the street and a car is coming, you're going to snatch them up. So it's just like taking their heart that serious the same way. If you think we're going in the wrong direction, let's take their shoulders and let's move them in a better direction, right? That's what loving parents are going to do. So your heart gets shaped by what you think about all day long and what you choose to think about and what you choose to believe. So we're going to be a shield to guard our children's hearts. Not everything's for them. This world in kindergarten will tell you, uh, you know, they need to know what sex is at five years old and they need to know what this is at six years old and they need to know, you know, what this word means at eight years old. But it's not their call. God didn't give my children to the world. The Bible says that the children of God are not of this world. So I'm not going to allow any outside vo voices to have any authority over my children. And so when I feel it's time at certain ages, now you're, we don't shelter our kids to become weird. Like they're not going to be stupid, but there are certain times in our children's life that there's age appropriate things for them to learn. It, it's just facts. There are age appropriate. We don't hide everything. But as they get older and their mind matures and, and they have a more maturity responsibility to learn certain things, then you teach them. But I'm not going to let the world who is out literally John 10, 10 to kill, steal and destroy my family to tell me when it's time to introduce things to them. So as parents, we're going to learn to guard our children's hearts. It says... In um, Luke 6:45, a good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart, and an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. We all know this verse. What's the rest of it? What you say flows from your heart, right? What we say flows from our heart. You don't like the way your children are speaking. You don't like things that are they're, they're talking about coming up. Are we guarding their heart? Why are they knowing certain things? And I get, I get it. I get things, you know, you are around kids and you just can't constantly keep it. But you do your best to shut out the most of what this world has to offer. And you can do a pretty good job. You can do a pretty good job to shield. And you know, it, I'm not always with my children, but I do have a prayer. And I ask the Lord, listen, when they're out, help them to be ex extra oblivious to things around them. <laughs> oblivious to things that are said, oblivious to things that might be around them that doesn't catch their eye. You can pray prayers like that. And that's exactly what I do. I make sure like I'm not always going to be out with them and we go in public places and we travel and there's a boatload of cray cray people out there in the world. But I say, Lord Jesus, I'm not sheltering my kids. My kids are strong, smart, set apart. I'm training them. I will protect them and I will shield them. But the times that I'm not absolutely there, Lord, make them oblivious. Cover their ears for me. Cover their eyes for me. 
you know, help guard their heart with, with me. And so we have to know, it just says what comes out of their heart, they'll speak. That goes for all of us. So it's important for our children on ways to guard our children is to guard their heart. We're the gatekeeper. And so what does the gatekeeper do? They have the master key to open and close the gate. Let's close it on our children's hearts. Let's help guard them until they're off on their own. They're older, they're wiser, they're more responsible. They have even a greater foundation of the things of God. Let's do that. We are absolutely in control 100%. Don't you for one minute relinquish your authority over your children. Don't you for one minute think you have to uh, fall prey or, or fall weak or even give in to any pressures of this world. You have every right, every right. You know, when they were, when they were talking about, so many crazy things we heard in the last couple years. When they were talking about coming to your house and forcing your kids, I'm telling you, you would have not even recognized who I was if someone tried to come and force my kids to do something that I did not have a say to. I'm just telling you right now, you think you've heard of the Hulk, but I'll let you know, (laughs) you come and do that to my kids. And so that's how you have to get. Don't lie down. Don't give in. I don't care if you're the only parent going the opposite way. You do what the Holy Spirit has guided you to do and you guard your children's heart. You guard your children's heart. Number two, ways ways or how to guard your children is relationships. 2 Corinthians 6.14, don't team up with those who are unbelievers. How can righteousness be a partner with wickedness? How can light live with darkness? Don't team up with those who are unbelievers. Your children has found a new best friend and they hate God or don't believe in God or church is not their thing or they kind of mock and make fun, but it's okay, right? It's okay because they're neighborhood kids, right? Like we're just neighborhood kids or we go to, we go to school with them and we see them and once in a while after they hang out and I'm not telling you that your kids can't be a light. We did this on Wednesday, a light in the darkness. I'm not telling you your kids can't have unbeliever friends, but um, I, like I am to an extent because I get that you are around, your kids are around kids at school and stuff and you want to invite them. That's one thing. Being a good witness to kids is one thing. Being around them, it's a whole other ball game when we get into the sleepovers, we get into the nonstop all hours of the day hanging out, um, hanging out in, you know, your bedroom, the, the kid's bedroom and who knows what they're talking about, what they're doing. And I don't just mean opposite sex, because that should already be like a hello to a parent. You never let a boy and girl go in a bedroom and then shut the door and hang out. I mean, I, I don't think I have to say that, but I will, because there's Christian parents out there that it's like, I want to be like, hmm. And so, <laughs> and so you know, so what, what are your friends' relationships look like? You know, because I, I get it. My kids are around unbelievers. We have, we, have, we have people we know that not everyone they know is a kid on fire for Christ, but the time is extremely 
extremely different and my guard is a lot more down uh, up than when, you know, not that my discernment doesn't go out. I'm telling you, it's not like that, but I'm just saying like it's down when you're with uh, certain people. So what, what relationships are you allowing? If your kids have Instagram and I'm, I'm not sure why young kids have Instagram, to be honest with you, I know that probably just stepped on some people's toes, but I, I don't agree with it. I don't think 12 and 13 and 14 year olds and should be having Instagram. What are, I mean, like, is, are we just, I'm getting off, I'm getting off on the path to just be talk about kids and like, okay, I'll save that for another day. I'll zip my lips on that one. Okay. But <laughs> our relationships, <laughs> our relationships need to be extremely guarded extremely guarded for our kids I mean like uh, don't don't be surprised it, it we all can kind of just make light-hearted well they're they're eight years old you know they, that person it doesn't know Jesus and and my daughter's fine they're eight years old they ride bikes they hang out in the neighborhood okay but but as you continue to form friendships and they like each other more you know it it will be harder to break that away then there's going to be a common interest and then before you know it they're best friends and you have somebody like you know us with an unbeliever so what i'm saying is why even get to that point invite him to church be friends at a distance acquaintances but don't allow your friends to be buddy buddy with unbelievers it's light and darkness. It, it is. It doesn't matter that the kid is 10 years old. I know no one wants to hear this. It doesn't matter if they're 11, 12 years old. If they don't know Jesus as their personal savior, that 12-year-old will not be going to heaven with my 12-year-old. Jesus was to return today or they were to die somehow and they didn't know Jesus. We're all like, Oh, well, where's an exception for, for the kids? There's an ex No, if that 12-year-old didn't know Jesus like my Madeline knows Jesus, they would be going to hell. So what does an unbeliever have to do with a believer, right? So guard your kids' relationships. They'll hear things. That person's household is not ran the same way. They'll learn things. Then you lose that communication right then you lose that communication and your kid starts going to the other kid and they start finding out thing what things mean they start finding out what you know words we looked up that we heard or you know they have access to the internet and now we're trying to find out what this is and we're not going to go to our parents so let's do this together and we get this sneaky thing going and i mean it is it, it doesn't work it doesn't work we have all these things that people are like, yeah, well, this one situation would be a little bit different. Just go with it in your mind that it doesn't work and save yourself a lot of heartache later in life, a lot of wrong impartation. Just uh, do it now. Do it now. 1 Corinthians 5, 15-33. Don't be fooled by those who say such thing. For bad company corrupts good character. This was a verse that my mom repeated to me all the days of my school career. <laughs> Bad company corrupts 
good character. We want our kids to win the last, and they will, and they've got to, they've got to be taught that, listen, you do it, not everybody's gonna agree, not everybody's gonna come over, not everyone's gonna come to church when you invite them, you do your best, but then that's it. We're gonna leave it at that. We're gonna leave it, we're, we're, this is it, we're gonna leave it at that. So bad company, <laughs> look, you know, people think, oh, well, you're just saying this. Bad company corrupts good character. So if the Bible's saying that, the Bible's literally telling you that, listen, it's not going to work. So that's what I'm telling you. It's not going to work. Guard your, friend, your children's friendships, their relationships, because it's not going to work. Bad company will corrupt good character. So majority of the time, the other person is going to not be going up your child's going to be falling down. The temptation is real. The temptation for the things of the world are real. Why would we dangle it in front of their face? Why? As they're growing in strength, growing in the knowledge of the Word of God, why would you want to just, you know, no good parent does that. No good parent dangles temptation in things. Are you strong enough? Let me put this in your mindset. The, the battlefield of the mind is so incredibly strong. That's why you got to guard your children because there's things that kids' minds just can't handle and then the voices come and then the thoughts and it's like it, they're not strong enough as they're being trained. There are, you don't have fighters that are being trained for certain uh, weight classes, right? And then as they're just starting off, we put them in this, this weight class to do, but they just started training. No, they would be defeated, right? They would be crushed. <clears throat> but the person down here, he's meeting with his coach. He's working up the levels. He beats the first guy, right? That gives him a belt. He goes to the next. He beats the next guy. So we don't, we don't start our kids in the training process here, and then here's the big thing. No, they'll be crushed. We got our kids to grow, 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 so when they're on their own, it will not depart from them. When they're on their own, they're walking strong. When they're on their own, they're walking head and shoulders above the rest. So that's what we have to realize, that we don't, we don't throw our kids in with the world. We don't throw our kids into the situation. That's what we have to think. We're not using our kids as like salvation bait, okay? Teach your kids to be a, a witness. Teach your kids to be soul winning when they're in that position. But you're not sending eight-year-olds out into the world to be like, well, go be a light in the darkness. Hope you make it. No, that's not how it works. That's not, that's not what that phrase means. And so we have to get that in our mind, that there's a training process and our kids are going through it. And so bigger stuff could take out our children because they're in the training process. And their minds have been taught so much and their spirit man has been taught so much. And so we're going to raise them and keep building the foundation and keep building the strength inside of them and the knowledge of the word of God. So number two, we're going to guard our kids by guarding their relationships. Proverbs 13, 20 says, walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools and get into trouble associate with fools and get into trouble. Proverbs is pretty black and white. <laughs> a 
Walk with the wise and the impartation of the wise comes upon you. Walk with idiots and you're an idiot. That's pretty much what it's saying. You're going to hang with idiots, you're going to make bad decisions, you're not going to be wise, you're going to fall prey to temptation. So guard your children's relationships. Ones that are going to build each other up. Ones that are going to be good for each other. Okay, we have enough idiots in the world. We don't need to make any more dumb people. We don't. We need walking in wisdom. I can hardly go to a store or a place. I have to ask the Lord for great patience because I don't understand the people that are hired to work places. They have literally walked with fools and associated with them, and it's clear. And I want to... Um, tell them that verse, but then they wouldn't understand because they are an idiot. Okay, we have, <laughs> my daughter Maddie's in the back <laughs> laughing at me. Uh, we have to be extra guarded in who our kids have relationships with, I said. Uh, we can get in the habit of having a very busy life, school, sports, even church activities, but we need to make it first. Don't get tired parenting. Don't get too busy where you're not uh, making sure you guard your kids. Don't get too tired and busy where you're being pulled in a hundred different directions and you think they're in an okay place. Don't get too tired to parent. That's, that's, that's one thing I actually want you to write right now. I will not get too tired to parent. I want you to say that. I want you to write it. I will not get too tired to parent because that's when our guard goes down. That's when it goes down. And so I get it. There's school, there's sports, there's stuff we volunteer at the church, there's stuff that we're, um, you know, some of us have multiple kids. We got little babies, so then we're tired, and then we have older ones, and we kind of just, you know, start focusing on the baby. It has nothing to do about love. Doesn't mean you love the baby more, but it's true. It just happens where they need you. They can't walk. They can't feed themselves. They can't change themselves. So then you get a little bit older. And yes, you give responsibility to the older, but also we're never going to get too tired to parent. If we're there in a too tired to parent uh, feeling, then I have a broadcast for you. It's called The Power of No. <laughs> Just because we are qualified and can do multiple things, we don't have to be doing everything. So, I will not get too tired to parent. And so, that happens. Uh, we have all these activities and we need to make sure, first and foremost, we've built a sure foundation of a relationship with our children. Um, so they aren't seeking, seeking counsel and asking questions to others. That relationship that you're guarding them from, now you're saying, listen, I'm going to have that relationship with you. I want you to come to me for questions. I tell my kids that all the time. You hear something that you're not sure what it means, don't go look it up. Don't go ask a friend. Just ask mom and dad will never lie to you and will actually tell you the right answer. You're going to get lies from everybody else what things mean and what's okay. Come to us. We're your parents. We only want to see you blessed. We love you the most. We're never going to steer you wrong. So, you know, that's, I, I literally tell that to my girls all the time. I'm like, listen, you got questions? Come, come and ask dad and I. You don't ever have to feel embarrassed. You don't ever have to feel 
you know, unsure, we're gonna get upset. I want you to hear it from my mouth, from God's mouth to my mouth, and I'll help you out. So I always tell them that Proverbs 22, 6, we all know, direct your children onto the right path, and when they're older, they will not leave it. Okay, the last one for today on uh, how to guard your kids, three ways to guard your kids, appetite. Their appetite, and I don't mean food, I mean their spiritual hunger. We need to guard our children and guide them to get spiritually hungry for the things of God, to get spiritually hungry for the things of God. Jeremiah 15, 16, when I discovered your words, I devoured them. I have in my Bible that um, I have the word ingest, like, and I, I wrote next to it, I, I ate them. Like I literally, it, you know, when you eat food and you swallow it, it becomes a part of you. The nutrition's going to your system, goes in your belly. It's like, you know, you, you take off, right? You take out of the food you eat, you take what you need out of that food before it comes waste. And so when I, I have next to Jeremiah 15, 16 in my Bible, I ate them because it says when I discovered your words I devoured them they are my joy and my heart's delight there's a heart again see how important it is that we take care of our heart and our children's hearts it's like number one numero uno Liz <laughs> they are my joy and my heart's delight for I bear your name O Lord God of heaven's army so we're going to get our kids spiritually hungry for the things of God. Let's teach our kids about sowing and reaping. Let's show them. Hey, listen, let's try this. Let's try this giving thing. You give your offering, I mean your tithe. Okay, let's step it up. Let's give offering. Let's see God do something in your life. Let's see God use someone else to give to you. Of course, mom and dad can step in and do it. Just like when Brooklyn got her, sowed her $232 seed. Someone I don't, still don't even know to this day gave her $1,000 cash the next night at church. Knew nothing about it. And so, you know, I could have done something. The Lord checked me. He said, don't give her anything. Ted, don't give her anything. Let me do it. And look, it proved to her. She doesn't have to pay any bills. She doesn't have any car payments. She doesn't have any needs or wants. Some, well, I'm sure she has wants. But she has no needs. And so... Look it, it was just a simple principle that was taught to my children that when you give, her heart in the anointing said give and motivated her that she got money back and, and she's blessed. So let's teach our kids. Here's a, and then now they're hungry, right? My kids are giving money all the time now. That like, and that, that, that was like, okay, well my sister did it, boom, here it is, and it's going out here, and every time they have a friend over, boom, they're go the people leave, and there's not a kid that comes to my house that doesn't leave with something. I'm not even kidding. I don't think I've ever had children come to my house where my kids have not given them something, and it's not raggedy, it's not broken, it's just like, they just give, because what? They've seen Ted and I just give and be generous, and what happens, what do they see? They see our hunger to do what God's asked us to do. They see our hunger to live by the word of God. And so what? They see our hunger to be generous. 
because we know we can't outgive God. We know that as we give, it comes back to us. What you sow, you shall reap. And so it's a lifestyle for us. Now it's a lifestyle for my kids. And so as they get older, all of that will increase on what they give and what they can give and what comes into their life. And so, you know, that, that's why it's important that we teach our kids to be hungry for the things of God because it's going to get them to try it. What, what, what happens when you taste food that's so good, right? You got something and you're like, this is my favorite thing. I'm going to eat it. Well, what? It satisfies your hunger, but then you say, oh, that was so good. I want to do it again. I want more. I want more. So same appetite that we need to guard for our kids. What, what are they feeding on? What are they feeding on? What they feed on will be formed into their heart. What's in their heart is going to come out of their mouth and it's going to be their actions. So Matthew 5, 6, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will what? <clears throat> be filled, for they will be filled. So it says at the beginning of it, blessed are those who hunger and thirst. You could put a period on that and it says you're blessed, right? You're blessed because you're hungry and you, um, you thirst after righteousness. But there's not a period. It's a comma. It says, for they will be filled. So there's going to be no doubt that when you create a spiritual appetite for the things of God in your children and you guard that, what shows are they watching? What movies are they filling themselves up? What are, what are they reading? What are they putting themselves around? What are they, you know, remember the little song when you're in, 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 in a Bible? Oh, be careful little ears what you hear. <laughs> oh, be careful little eyes what you see. Because the Father up above is looking down in love. Oh, be careful. Because what? They're gates. They're gates to our thoughts. Our thoughts are connected to our heart. Out of the heart, the mouth speaks. Then our confession is formed, right? So that's why we have to be careful. We have to understand that we're going to teach our kids to be hungry and thirsty for righteousness, for right standing, for living right, for living bold, for living as a child of God, for staying pure, and they will be filled meaning our kids will not be without. Our children will not be without. Someone else's story is not their story in the name of Jesus. And that's how we're gonna be as parents. That's it. We're drawing a line in the sand. It's a period on the end of that statement. Someone else's story will not be our children's story. So we're going to guard our children by what? Guarding their hearts, guarding relationships in their life, and guarding their appetite, their spiritual appetite. What goes in, we all know the saying, must come out. So the hunger, what you're putting in, if you're gonna just constantly trash your body with natural disgusting food, your body will break down, your body will blow up, your, and, and I don't mean like pop like a balloon, I mean like gain extreme weight to the point of obesity. If you just constantly trash it, trash it, you're gonna get sick and eventually you will die at a young age. That's our natural body. Just think about feeding our spirit man. What are our kids doing all day long? What are they ingesting? What are they taking in? And that's gonna help them. Is it gonna make their spirit man weak and decrepit inside? Or are they going to be strong? Are they going to be smart and set apart?
Heavenly Father, thank you so much for today. Thank you for these ladies, these moms, grandparents, uh, aunts that are watching. I thank you, Lord, that you're anointing them to step out in boldness. You're anointing their families. The hand of God is on their life. The hand of God is on their children. We will do our best, Lord. You have called us to be parents. You have called us to uh, have authority over our children, and we're going to walk in that authority. We're going to walk in great faith. Thank you, Lord, that as you continue to teach us that we're going to impart that into our children. We will guard their hearts. We will be the gatekeeper, Lord. We will make sure their relationships are pleasing to you that their relationships are beneficial uh, to their walk with the Lord. And Lord, we're going to, to be a, a provider for our children of the, of the Word of God, for what they put inside of them, for the knowledge that they take. They will not perish in the mighty name of Jesus. For our kids will be giant killers. Our children will do great things. Our children will not die early from diseases and sickness. Our children will not have learning problems. Our children will not look like the rest of this world. Our children will be, be wise in what they say. Our children will have the best jobs as they get older. Our children will not go through heartache and poor relationships and poor decisions. For we end that cycle now in the mighty name of Jesus. Our kids are now part of a new bloodline, a new family in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for entrusting us. Thank you, Jesus, for your goodness in our life. And thank you, Lord, that you've given us life's manual to lead the way. So it's it, it, no pressure on our shoulders, Lord. We will do, as parents, what you've asked us to do in this mighty, mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen, amen, amen. Do you believe it, ladies? Do you believe it that our children are going to look different? Do you believe that our children are going to um, <clears throat> be head and shoulders above in their class, in their schoolwork, in their thoughts, in their speech, in their witness? They are going to be that city that's uh, light on the hill that it cannot go out because they're going to hide God's word in their heart. It's going to keep them from sin. You can be free from sin. I know that's not a, a teaching out there. You can live. You don't have to be some dirty sinner every day. You can live free from it. And let's teach our kids that. Let's teach our kids they don't have to go through destruction. They don't have to try out every friend and every boyfriend, every girlfriend to know who the right one is. God can save us from all of this destruction in our life. Because just like I started the broadcast with, guard your heart above all else for it determines the course of your life. So let's do that, let's do that today. All right, we have winner for Carolyn's Friday Favorites. I think Maddie's looking up the name. She's doing the little spinny thing. That's right, Brooke, they can get it right the first time around. You don't have to go through multiple, thank Lord for his, his grace and mercy and the Holy Spirit for putting us back on track when we have gotten off. But our kids don't, just say it today. Say it when you pray. I will not have a prodigal son or daughter. I will not go through that. I will not, my kids will not be prodigal children. And, and the ones that have, thank God they came back. But you don't have to go through destruction. The Bible has given us instruction, so we don't have to go through destruction um, if we choose to listen to it and abide by it. Oh my goodness, my girl has won today. Put the picture back up, put the picture back up. 
your your house is gonna smell like a fall of of I don't even know what like beautiful fall pumpkin chai the winner is you can come back to me Maddie the winner is Liz Mendes it's like Oprah Helen Mendes for you and you and you get a diffuser and you get a fuser and you <laughs> just kidding just Liz but I love you guys so much Liz I'm sure you're on and you're typing uh, please make sure um, that you're on real quick just so I can give it to you because if not yes she did her heart she did her hands you're gonna love it in your house you're welcome Liz don't forget ladies um, I have three meetings coming up in the fall I got one in September October and November but my first one is in Fitchburg Massachusetts I get the honor again of being back at Crossroads Community Church they did a fantastic meeting last year they provided food there was games there was breakout sessions it's not just you know and we left on a high full of strength full of faith wisdom um, we had five salvations last year uh, so make sure you register it was crossroadsconnects.com forward slash women and i would love to see you there uh, if uh, Massachusetts is not available for you. I'm also going to be in Connecticut this year and I'm also going to be in Orlando, Florida. So if you can catch it, I'd love to see you because hey, just because Ted's not with me, I'm still part of the Victory Tribe and I need you guys there. Oh, Susan, I'm so excited. Uh, that meeting, I'm going to have Jenna with me as well as Tiffany uh, and Brooklyn and Madeline. So we're all hitting up the women's meeting too in Fitchburg. And yes, it's actually going to be at uh, Pastor Lauren Borgos's uh, church, Kelly, over there at the River Church right outside of Orlando. It should all be on uh, my schedule uh, on uh, miracleword.com and also on my website, carolynshuttlesworth.com. But I love you guys so much. Have a fantastic weekend and I will be with you next week. I love you all so much. I'll see you on Instagram and Facebook in the meantime. And we're going out with this jam. <laughs>